0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I sat around and I watched Friday night, and then I watched on Sunday night as the Toronto Maple Leafs picked up two victories over the weekend. And you look at the teams they faced. Obviously, you face the Edmonton Oilers. You know what you're getting there. We'll talk about Sunday, last night's game. The incident with the Chuck at the end with Campbell. We'll talk all about how that's going to affect the teams going forward Tuesday night when they match up again. But you look at Friday's game, Jamie, and what do you say? I say Mitch Miner, thanks for coming out. Austin Matthews dealing with a hand injury that's going to take some time, he said, but it is feeling better. So it was not available to the Leafs, but they pulled on their work boots. They went to work and they got the job done and they stymied the uh, high-flying Connor McDavid Leon Dreis out of Edmonton Oilers yet again. What did you see Friday night that impressed you?
1: Hey, let's let's talk about Brooks, man. Brooks got got his first goal in the NHL, but unfortunately, he uh, was scratched the game after, but you know, the leaks are finally coming together there was some miscommunication over the weekend uh, between Anderson and Morgan Riley there and um, we, we've got the Oilers Again, two more times in the month of January. We've got the Flames Tuesday night. And uh, I I really think, you know, with the three quarters of the top line missing, you have Joe Thornton. And when you had Matthews out, um, the Leafs really had to find ways to win. They had the bang and crash. We've got, you know, Hyman. We've got Kerford going. I believe Kerford's having a better year this year than he did last year. Um, And I got to ask you, James. How come Soupy hasn't scored yet? Like man, I believe he should have a 25-goal season. I know it's 56 games, but if it was a full season, we'd see a lot of goals from uh, from Soupy, but I'm surprised he hasn't scored yet. Everyone's going, and I know we're without Thornton and without Robertson, but uh, from what i see in the last two games, and and without preseason, I think we're not really kind of seeing the true Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, we're going to have uh, defensive blunders. We're going to There's going to be plays where you know Anderson, Riley, whichever D is coming. That goal that Drysaddle scored Friday night, I believe Anderson should have shot the puck around, got it away from Drysaddle, Hart Trophy winner. You need to get the puck away from him a lot better than you did, and miscommunication, whatever you want to call it. But from from the weekend, uh, what I what I really took from that weekend's games. You know we're starting to gel together. We're starting to get our mojo. We're, 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 yeah, uh, Keith's going to put the lines in through a blender, but really, man, I I'm, 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 did some lineup mix matching today, and I, I like who we see. There's the bottom, the bottom lines. Um, there's four guys that are, or at least two guys, Brooks and uh, Boyd. They're ready to take over if Pabarnoff doesn't do what. Uh, He's capable of doing. Capable of doing. And hey, it's a it's a thing where you know it, it, you can't really listen to what you're seeing online. A lot of it's toxic, and when you when you rely on the the most reliable sources, they're they're really not bashing this team because I'm I'm confident with the six the four lines, the, the six D and the two goaltenders, and um, I'll explain to them my warrior of the week is but man we've seen a true warrior effort out of out of uh, campbell last night and who knows what happened? transpired through today on monday um with that kachuk incident and uh, the last three minutes there in that flames game soup i believe he was hurt maybe the last six minutes he was really fighting he was really fighting to stay in that game and didn't want to be taken out because you got to think what He's does that say though calling. you know
0: what i mean what does that say to the rest of the guys on the team, anybody who's nursing an injury yeah. or any problems, what does that yeah. say? That says, hey, I want to win. We want to win. We want yeah. to be here. I want to be in this crease and stop the puck. So we need guys like that. You need players like that. Like Zach Hyman's the same way. He'll play until he falls apart. You know, And you, know, you look at Campbell last night. Let's touch on that right now. That goddamn kneeing incident that was on the back of the head was a greasy chicken shit move. Chuck, And I'll say it just like that, because that's exactly what it was. And then he laid on top of him with his knees, grinding them in the back of his head until he was tackled off. So I hope, I absolutely hope on Tuesday night that he's ready to answer the bell because Simmer already said that he's ready to go. Bogosian's ready to go. So someone's going to knock his block off and it's going to bloody well happen. So you you pissed off Lee's <laughs> Nation. You had John Tavares. Timid John—I wouldn't say timid, but quiet John Tavares—in your face, ready to rip a strip off you. So you know you've done piss people off when you do that. And then you look at Campbell, though, in the locker room. Uh, Terry Koshan said he said he felt great, said he felt fine. He's all right. He was a little shaken up, but that's about it. He yeah. feels great and he feels fine. And
1: in the in the spotlight, Campbell did say, "Hey," or someone asked him about the incident, and, and Campbell came back and said. He's a good hockey player. He he kinda shied away from his true feelings. because I know for me, like I like I've mentioned, you know, I was a goalie. I I looked up to Ron Next door. I met him millions of times. I met Felix Pot guys that were feisty, you know, Mike Burton got into fights. So there's, a, there's a special the goaltenders are special breeds. And for Campbell to sit there and say he wasn't affected by the play, or if he, you know, he, he he kept a lot of emotions in. He just basically sat there and said, "Oh, Kachuck's a great player." Yeah, right. There's yep. a lot of tur- there's a lot of turtles in this league. Marsh and Kachuck. I I hope we don't see Kachuck being like a Sean Avery. It's not going to happen because Kachuck's got a lot of more upside. Really, very much skill, more skillful than Avery. But, man, I didn't see much of it. I, it was, at the, the last six minutes, I believe Toronto, Toronto was up 3-2. Toronto's going to go through a lot more of those games. And it's it's tough. Like, it's stressful. And fans sitting there in a 3-2 game. They're like, playing pressing, But you got to look at Campbell. He plays two games in a month. He's sitting there. He's fighting. And he was hurt. I, he was struggling a lot six minutes. And to sit there and say, yeah, uh, whatever, it's just, it wasn't a hockey play. He, he, and it, it, the bell's going to have to be answered, because it was answered on the weekend when Myers hit Hermia. Uh, Hermia is out now with a concussion. And Tyler Myers had to answer the bell versus Edmundson on the weekend. And I, if it doesn't get answered on Tuesday night, it just shows like maybe how weak the Leafs are. But you've got Wayne Simmons. He's gonna do something. He's gonna he's gonna be chirping the chirping to Kachuk, and uh, who knows it would be turtle. But man, and Simmer Simmer is gonna have to like really just teach him a lesson, saying, "Hey, like we're top four team. We're not taking we're not taking bullshit." Yeah, Campbell may have just shrugged it off, but we've got a tough team, and. The truck better answer Bell Tuesday and not duck like he did against Caspian in last year's playoffs. So I'll be really pissed off if that happens, but that would be a discussion for Friday.
0: So, no, we'll definitely see what happens for Friday and, and bring that in. But you look at the games, and these are the games the Maple Leafs have to win—tight games. You know, four to two over the Edmonton Oilers, uh, three to two over the Calgary Flames. You got to win these games, and that's a testament. Remember how many times over the past few years we looked at a Toronto Maple Leaf team with a lead that was one goal, and you know you hold on to your seat, you bite your nails, you smash whatever you need to smash, and you pray to whoever you pray to and hope the Maple Leafs pull it off, but they've been able to do it so far this year with those slim margin leads and not blow them and not go into huge damage control modes, which is good. Those are strides from teams. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Zach Freakin Bacosian. You know, everybody's raining on this guy. I don't think he's looked that bad. First couple games, yeah, he had a couple gas team with Brody. But now Bogosian's out there blocking shots, throwing body checks, getting in the stick in the lane. And he's got wheels too. Boy can move. So, you know, shout out to Zach Bogosian for, you know, being that league minimum contract but still being able to make noise on the back end for the Maple Leafs. And you look at the players. You were talking about Brooksy and you are talking about Babaranov and, and Boyd. And you look at these guys coming in the lineup. I think Pierre Ingvall is going to be one to stay. I think Sheldon Keith sent him down to light that fire under his ass and get him going, get him ready. You know, get him prepped to say, "Hey boy, you you know you were here, you were doing everything you needed to do, and then you got that little bit of a contract, a carrot, and you took a big bite of it, and now you're you're full. You got to get that hunger back, and I think getting sent down did that to him cuz he looks like a different player from what, you know, he was on that scrimmage game. You know, the effort levels there, you can hear that from Keith and other people. But I look at this squad and I say, you know what? They're coming together for one another. Now, the next rallying point has to be Tuesday night against the Calgary Flames. You all have to come together and fight a common evil, which is to chuck. And there's a lot of Calgary Flames fans going, oh, I wasn't that bad. But there's a lot of Edmonton, Vancouver, and fans in the West that are saying, get ready for to chuck the season. We're going to end up hating him more than we hate Brad Marchand because he's a worse rat than Marchand is. And we saw what he can do on Sunday night against Campbell. And I think it's only going to escalate. And, I mean, that's kind of his job. It's his job to score, to be an agitator, you know, a la Marchand, get the points, but also get under your skin and make you take dumb penalties, do dumb things. And, you know, the Maple Leafs need to play it smart. Hopefully to Chuck answers the bell, you he, maybe he watches that video himself and says, you know, that was a, a shitty move by me and I shouldn't have done that. Um, I do hope player safety looks at it because he definitely looks like he launches himself and then lands squarely with his knees on the back of the, the mask of, uh, of Campbell. But I think Tuesday night you need a rallying cry from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Even though they won last night, they need to make sure that tomorrow night when they go out there on the ice, that they stick up for their teammates. They stick up for one another because it's not too long ago... That you watched, I believe, was the Ottawa Senators or maybe the Anaheim Ducks firing pucks at uh, Dion Phaneuf, and nobody doing anything about it, nobody answering the bell or answering the call to stick up for their captain. So this team seems to be coming together. Here's another chance for that to happen further. Um, Do I want them to always be out there, you know, fighting and doing all that stuff? No, but to bring it together to show everybody you're in it, like like Campbell did between the pipes. You know, he got hurt, got banged up, stayed between the pipes, you know, wanted to finish the game, gutted it out. You know, whatever he was feeling, whatever was hurt, says he's fine now, but whatever it was, you know, he finished that off. And you need those things for a team. You know, we talk about at any level, you know, what the camaraderie is like. and I mean, the, the momentum in the room that gives you when guys are bonding off one another... And working together and sticking up for each other and know that if somebody does something dumb to you, that someone's going to have your back. And that hasn't been with the Toronto Maple Leafs very often the past few years, but I think it's starting to come around and it's the new guys that are leading that trend. But I'm damn excited, man. I'm damn excited to see what's going to happen. You look around the league and you look at the other divisions and things like that. I like the Canadian division the most. I honestly do. I mean, there's other great teams, other great players, but the Canadian division has got my attention. And uh, you know what? I'll give you guys kudos. The Ottawa Senators are definitely at the bottom of the standings. Um, you know, they were supposed to be, in my mind, better than they are. But they're down there, and the Montreal Canadiens are up top, so kind of sucks, topsy-turvy. But I think the uh, the Canadians will cool off, and when they do, I think we'll see the real Montreal Canadiens. But after a long rant, Jamie, what do you think?
1: I couldn't agree more myself, and I was going to ask you this question, James. Have you ever watched Have, have you ever watched the, the the show The Price Is Right? And have you ever seen them play the game Plinko? Yep. On The Price Is Right. There's been a lot of goals in the last couple of games. It, it reminds me of that game Plinko. Like, yeah, McDavid scored that nice goal. He, he tipped it in, and Drysdale scored two goals. Like. But it seems like every goal that I've witnessed from the Toronto Maple Leafs has been a bang, bang and crash goal. It's been an office game, you know. And it's like that game on Price is right, Flinko. And it, you don't, know, like, did Matthew score the goal? No, he didn't score the goal. This guy, like, you know, at the end, it's like, yeah, Muzzin takes a shot. And was it this guy's goal? You don't know. But, like, like Keith just said over the weekend, he goes, it's great to, to have a, a, a second-string goalie play the way he did, but we can't give can't get can't get too complacent, and, and you can't give too much confidence. Because when you give too much confidence, you're gonna you're not gonna really under, you're not gonna kind of stay tight. You're gonna be a little bit loose. Like right? when you get two solid goalies going, you might feel a bit loose. You might be like, "Well, we're, we're gonna it's okay to play crappy D because we got a solid goalie in that's Well, no. Right? And you'll see that through this year. And, you know, leading up to that Flames game, seven games in 12 days, man. It's a 56-game season. It's written by COVID. There's going to be games that are postponed. The schedule is not going to be played out like it's on paper. And i got to ask you, too, James. Mitch Riner averaging 24 minutes per game. Last year when Babcock was in in the mix, now you have Sheldon Keith. I believe Marner's playing. He's at the top of the league in scoring. Kyle Connor, Mark Stone. He seems like he's been in the league for 400 years. Mark Stone, man, he's leading the, leading the league with Kyle Connor, Mitch Marner. You don't see McDavid up there. You don't see Matthews up there. Drysdale. Do you? Can you see maybe Mitch Marner kind of wearing out during the year, playing 24 minutes because he's being he's being quite differently this year than he did last year at Babcock. 100%. But do you see Mitch Meyer getting worn out? No, <laughs> I, I don't see
0: I don't see Mitch Miner getting worn out. I mean, he's a young guy. He chugs Red Bull like it's hooked up to an IV and all that good stuff. But, no, no in all honesty, I don't see him wearing out. And um, you, you look at this condensed schedule. We talked about it. There will probably be times where practices are taken off or morning skates are off or whatever it is. These guys will get their rest. But, uh, you know, if you need to, we talked about this last show, you can do a little in-game management. You know, you can rest a guy here and there. If you have a lead, you can start leaning on your third and fourth lines a little bit more and give guys, you know, a break. Um, You know, but when you're in tight games, you want your best players on the ice. And, you know, they leaned on them a little bit more too with penalty kill and stuff like that. And I think these guys relish the opportunity to have more minutes and to play more. And I think what you're going to see throughout the season is that the bottom six ice time, once they get comfortable with who they're going to be using, will eke up a little bit. And we'll uh, get more minutes underneath their belts as well. But I think right now for the foreseeable future, you will see these guys up there. This is what they wanted. They wanted 24 minutes. They wanted you know, the more time on the ice to do what they do and feel more comfortable with the puck and the flow. And like I said, there's plenty of different ways you can get guys rest, whether it's in-game, whether it's morning skates off, whether it's practices off, whatever it is. These guys will have their time to get their rest and be ready. But this season, everybody knows it's truncated, and yeah, guys will be tired here and there, but the rest will come, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you look at teams, and I, I think it was uh, CJ who just put out. I think it's um, what is it? Uh, who's left? There's there's four teams basically that have to play fifty something games in less than a hundred days. Think about that for a second. Uh,
1: Carolina, Carolina, Dallas. Yeah, they're all in the American side there. Yeah, Carolina. But, but
0: you think about that, right? how squished that is together because the games they missed they got to
1: make up seven they got to miss up they got to make up seven games. Carolina Hurricanes.
0: Yeah, you think about that. You know, you look at the way that is and and how truncated that is. You know, where do you get rest there? So the Maple Leafs will have time as long as COVID uh, stays away from the team, but we'll see what happens. But these guys are young players. They wanted this opportunity under Babcock, didn't get it. Now they have the opportunity not only to play with each other But to play, and that sounded really freaking bad. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But they have the opportunity to go on the ice and do what the magic that they do. And now they have the ice time. But I want to ask you something. What would you do when everything's back to normal? Would you put William Nylander up with Matthews and Thornton and give John Tavares, Zach Hyman, and Mitch Marner? I ask you that question because when they did it against Edmonton, the success was there. The chemistry between Marner and Tavares was there. I know it's there between Matthews and Marner as well. But why would you not want to have two premier weapons when you know what you can get out of Matthews and Nylander with Thornton and then, of course, Hyman, Marner, and Tavares was a solid line. Even if you put Mikheyev there, they were good with Mikheyev too. You know, I, I think that's a better way to do it, balance it out the scoring a bit more. But uh, what do you think, Jamie? Should they shake that up a little bit or what?
1: I agree, that, but as of right now, my projected lines for this week, they got the planes and then they have to play the Oilers two more times before ending July, excuse me, January. As the lines were on Sunday, you had BC, Matthews, Marner. Yeah, I put Neelander, right, right now, while Thornton's out, do what you can, mix and match, because Thornton's out right now for a month. So you got an opportunity for the next month. Yeah, put Neilander up with Matthews, Marner. Soupy up with Tavares, Simon, or B- look at, hey, look at B.C. right now. You know, people doubted him coming from Buffalo, but he, he's his new nickname right now is Beast Lightning. Beast, you know how that song goes? So he, he's right up at the top now with Magic of the See, You can really, really, you can fluctuate uh, Soupy, Nylander, and B.C. At the, on the top left wing. Yeah, you still have Faberinoff, Be- Eager, and Spetsa down and Simmer, you know, Simmer moves up and down. He's on the power. So you've got a lot of options. Look back in the day in 93, 94, you had now uh, Borshevsky is a little bit lighter, different NHL compared to now. Soupy's got more upside, got a little more sides to him. He can handle the top line minutes. Yeah, so put Soupy up to the, the top. Put him on the left side with Matthews Marner. Put Put Nylander up there. You, and once Thornton comes back, maybe have him on the, I don't know, like it's, it, it's going to be a blunder for the next month or so while Thornton's out. But I actually have those line combinations written down, and it makes sense. BC, Nylander, Sufi, mixed match, uh, but keep Matthews, Tavares, Kierford up the middle, Marner, Hyman, Simmer on the right side, and that fourth line. And I was, I'm going to ask you, like, how does it make sense that Spitz is on the right wing and you got Eager uh, down the middle and Bear Vanoff on the left wing? There like, may be a discussion for another day. But um, I 100 regards to your question, I, I agree 100%. BCB and Soupy, mix those guys up, put them in a and a and a Hamilton Beach blender and mix them all up because in a in a month you've got Thornton coming back, which may complicate things a little bit. So you know. Take advantage
0: while Thornton's out, and Robertson's out too. So. Yeah, like I said in the Prediction Season videos, you know whether it be uh, the new Offside Talk on uh, TikTok there, guys, make sure you follow along, check it out. Uh, shout out to everybody who's already done so. And then, of course, on Twitter, hashtag Prediction Season every single game. Um, I said, you know, these guys need to take this opportunity where guys are hurt and not in the lineup and, and step up and make a name for themselves, and Brooksy did it. Uh, Babaranov is in there because he's got a little bit more defensive prowess, um, a little bit more eager to throw his body in front of the puck, uh, you know, blocking lanes and things like that. But, yeah, I look at this team and I, I think about a lot of things. And then I see what you said on the weekend about Sheldon Keefe and Austin Matthews. I don't think that was Austin Matthews so much calling out the coach for wanting to hone in on two players. I think it was more or less the, uh, the fact that he was just frustrated that, that that was the the only thing that they could do, the entire team, is they wanted to make sure those two players didn't score, and they got away from what it was for themselves. I don't think it's Keefe and Matthews battling. I think they like each other pretty much, and I think it's going to be a great thing throughout the season. I don't think there's any ill will. I I reached out and asked a couple people that cover the team, and they say absolutely not. Uh, Well, Sheldon Keefe is a no BS kind of guy. He definitely protects his players, likes his players, and wants to hear what they have to say about game planning and things like that. So it's a pretty cohesive unit. So I think that needs to get swept under the rug. There's nothing there within that. And, I mean, I tried to uh, read into it on Sunday before I learned about his hand injury. And I was thinking, man, is Jamie right? You know, did he just get benched for a game because he called out the coach? And then I started firing off emails and asking people, and I got a whole bunch back, you know, saying – to check what uh, what we're drinking in the water out here out east, because uh, they've they haven't seen players and coaches on the same page as well as they have so far in Toronto. So we'll leave that for uh, for what it is. But I, I tried to read into it, and I got a little bit bashed for it. So I'm happy to I'm happy I did because I didn't want there to be anything building there. You know what I mean?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, and I, I want to give a huge shout out. Discovered over the weekend, I want to give a huge shout out to Dave Poole in front of the show. He's on PSN. He's actually, I didn't know this, he's actually part of the Star in Toronto. And he had a very good uh, write-up on Sunday morning. Um, I'll, I'm going to continue reading it and I'll share my thoughts later. But I wanted to, uh, two, more, two more questions here. This week, we won't speak again until Friday. Do you see, you just mentioned you like Eglin on the fourth line. Can you see Brooksy being inserted into a lot. I was, I was kind of right last show on Friday. We did see Brooksy over the weekend or on Friday night. But can you see Brooksy going in the fourth line, especially going back to the center position? And maybe Bogo gets a rest this week and we see Letton back. And here's a question for down the road. When when do we see uh, Rasmus Sandin inserted in the Toronto Maple Leafs lineup? So, I'm I'm am still waiting for that day, but I, I strongly believe during this week, uh, before we talk Friday, we, we see Brooksy back in the lineup um, against uh, either the Flames or the Oilers, and then um, maybe him takes over for Bogo. And I, I, one stat that stuck out with me over the last week: Toronto's defense has 50 sh- 50 odd shots, and and so far in this in this season like that's that's a remarkable stat like the defensemen they're taking shots or uh then and, and they got 50 odd shots uh, and Muslim had that, that goal there on the weekend so that's a one stat that stuck, stuck out the most this week you know that the defensemen are shooting the puck right so but
0: good to see yeah you know <clears throat> the old adage is you ride with your hot hand and you see what there is uh going on that way you're going to keep bogo in there until you're forced to take him out um, there seems to be a pecking owner, Rasmus Sandine's below Lettinen right now. Um, so barring injuries, I don't know if you'll see any of those guys. Maybe uh, switch out Dermot for a Sandine if, you, if you're feeling it. But if the the team is rolling and they're getting wins, you usually coaches are creatures of habit. They don't want to mix with things. You know that. They like to keep things as, as, as uh, linear as possible. So I see things staying the way they are. And uh, just because I know everybody's going to creep on this one in the comments and send me DMs. It's Engval, not Eager, and not Enger, or whatever you're calling him. Uh, I, I got him down as Eager for his
1: nickname. I don't know if that, if that sticks, or if that's inappropriate, then, hey, I can easily say Engvall, 100%.
0: <laughs> but, um, well, just because there's a Ben Eager as well, right? So people would have thought you has got a new player we didn't have. But you look at, um, at Engval and what he can bring. I think this is what they want him to be, uh, that fourth-line center, maybe third-line center, but we'll see. Um, you're right, uh, Spezza can play there. Spezza's been good in the dot. But we'll see what happens this week. It's going to be fun to see the Tuesday night game with a little bit of bad blood. Uh, it's going to be fun to face the Oilers again back-to-back because you know there's going to be a little bit of familiarity, a little bit of bad blood there too. So it's going to be something to see. So the Toronto Maple Leafs have these games, need to pick up some more points, make up some ground uh, on the, the Montreal Canadiens. I know we're tied for points, but you definitely want to leapfrog them and be first in the division. Uh, So we'll swing into it, guys. It's Monday. You know what Monday means. Monday means there's three stars. And, of course, we have our Warriors of the Week. Um, I'll chip in with my three stars first, and then, Jamie, you can go first with your Warriors. Uh, For me, three stars this week. Simply, uh, Jack Campbell gets my third star. Uh, Comes into that game, haven't played very much. Absolutely a warrior. Uh, Rebound control was on point. Uh, The guy obviously battled through something in the third period. Uh, Was not looking so hot, so... Third star goes to him. Second star goes to John Tavares. Um, you know He's our captain, or our leader. He's putting up points. He's doing everything he needs to do on the ice. And from all accounts, leading everything in the locker room as well. Uh, my first star this week goes to one guy that I think everybody wants it to be. And it's going to be Joe Thornton. Just for being so positive around the team. A ray of sunshine, a ray of light. I know he's been injured. Hasn't played the past few games. And Obviously he won't be back for about a month, but just what he brings around the team, the guys are still talking about the fact he's in the locker room, he's talking, he's noticing things, he's picking up on things, and he's trying to keep the, the mood light and fresh and ready to go. So tip of the cap This first star for me is Joe Thornton. Impressive list, my
1: friend. Uh, I'm going to go with, I believe that this is okay to say, for the third star, I'm going to have a co-star. So it's like kind of like the three and a half stars. Four, a half stars. I got to go with Brooksy, first goal of the year for the Leafs, and also Simmer, first goal of the year for the Leafs. So I kind of have a coach third star, but got to go with Jack Campbell, number two, man. one a performance the last six minutes of that Flames game. He just threw Baszler and didn't want to come out, and Anderson was looking at him and saying, hey, man, you want to come out? Like, nope, I didn't. I and you got to go with Mitch Marner averaging in 24 minutes per game and and playing at the highest level possible in the, and in, and and then the top five in, in NHL scoring, so gotta go with Mitch Murder and uh, Warrior of the Week's gotta go with gotta go with Campbell, man. I'm, I love I love my goaltenders and I'm I'm gonna go with Campbell as, as my Warrior of the Week, man. And he's uh, he's sitting on the pine and they comes in and. It's a 3-2 game, last six minutes, and he stood on his head, uh, and he also got knee in the head. So that's just a conversation for another day. But you got to go with the soup can, man. He's, he's, he, I imagine there's a lot of dents in that soup can right now. So, uh, But, hey, what a, what a warrior. And uh, looking forward to uh, a Kachuk-Simmer uh, tilt on uh, Tuesday night.
0: No, definitely. Well, my warrior of the week goes to the man you just mentioned, Wayne Simmons. Um, obviously already verbally sticking up for his goaltender, but we'll see what happens if he does drop the mitts on Tuesday night and physically stick up for him, but also getting his first goal. I lived in Scarborough and born in Ontario myself, so Scarborough, stand up. Wayne Simmons potting his first goal last night. Obviously uh, wicked, the guys out there, he's checking, he's putting the pressure in front of the net, he's taking all kinds of bumps and lumps and bruises, but he finally pots his first goal. So my warrior of the week goes to the Wayne Simmons, the Wayne Train, Excited to have him part of Leafs Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Monday edition of Offside Hockey Talk. Your Toronto Maple Leafs talk is done for today because this is Offside Hockey Talk where hockey comes to talk.